0: Welcome back to Trending in Education and Happy New Year. We're here in 2018 to talk about the trends that are influencing the education and ed tech space. Once again, Dan Stratford, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer back with you and happy to be here. Uh, We want to talk about some predictions for 2018 uh, from uh, some different news media outlets and also tease out some work we're going to be doing on our own uh, predictions for 2018 as January rolls on. Uh, Mike, Brandon, good to be back with you, Michael. I know you were on vacation. I am jealous. It was in much warmer of climates than I am in now. Uh, how was your vacation? How was your New Year? Uh,
1: it was great. A happy New Year, uh, Daniel. A happy New Year, uh, Brandon. Hey, thanks. Uh, and uh, and you know, in no particular order, excuse me, I just like to wish a happy New Year to both of uh, my colleagues here, uh, and and also happy New Year to our listeners, right?
2: I think in 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 a particular order we we put happy Listener, New Year list, to our listeners yeah, first. Yeah. You always come first to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah.
1: Happy listeners, happy life. That's what they that's, say. That's what yeah. I like to say. Yeah. So my uh my 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 New Year's was great. I was in uh, San Diego, uh, California, uh-huh. uh, the southern. Uh, I believe it's the southernmost city on the Pacific in California huh. in the U.S. Because if you go further south, you're in Tijuana. Yeah. Right. And uh, we didn't go to Tijuana, uh, but uh, but we kind of wanted you to. Tijuana, to. No. yeah, exactly. But uh, but lots of time on the on uh, the 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 cliffs above the shore, uh, and discovered e-bikes. So mm. you guys know uh, we like to travel and ride our bikes of our entirely of our own power. But like it's pretty hilly out there. So, uh, so the guy got us to, to rent some e-bikes and it's amazing. It's like, you know, the way you, you, you love the, the Neuralink concept. Yes. It's like Neuralink, except I'm on a bike and, uh, I'm, it's like steroids basically, but, but in a nice healthy, you know, I'm not in a race. An e-bike, an e-bike is, that's, that's a bike that
2: has some electric power to it. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: But it's, so like, it's got a throttle. Yeah. But then it's also got the pedicist. And the pedicist is like a range of one to five, but it sort of enhances your pedaling, mm. so it gives you a little more juice. So like you feel like a, uh, you feel like a million bucks. On those <laughs> yeah, things. I bet. Yeah, I bet. yeah. So uh, so that plus a lot of sunsets, uh, and uh, you know, it's nice. New Year's on the beach, nice. Yeah, nice. That and uh, nice. and it was also like twelve degrees here when it was like seventy something out there. So uh, so I'm I'm feeling good. Landed last night, but I still have. Uh, Hashtag vacation afterglow. Yeah. Yeah. But you're here with us. Sure. That's good. Yeah.
0: Brandon, how about yourself? How'd you spend New Year's? Did uh, Penny ring in? Did you make it to, to midnight? Or he did not make it to midnight. Um, she,
2: I think she did last year, actually, which was probably bad parenting. But uh, she and her little friend who was over with uh, her friend's parents um, I uh, made it till about 10 p.m., which is which is still pretty late for a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah, is that, it's like
1: uh, New Year's in uh, the middle of the Atlantic somewhere. Right? Somewhere, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, I
2: think not Atlantic time. Whatever the next time zone over is from Atlantic time,
1: like Greenland time, maybe.
2: Yeah, Greenland time. Who knows? Um, I was sick, man. So, the, as the listeners have heard, uh, you know, from I guess it was our our HQ trivia episode. Mm. Uh, all the way to to right now, I, it's like it, it's come around and then come around again. Yeah, uh, it's like in go dog go. Yeah, uh, you know they're on that Ferris wheel, but go you, around
1: again. You're powering through it though, bro. Yeah. Um,
2: so that's it's been it's been not great. Uh, you know, being uh, being sick over the holidays when it's cold, especially when. You have know, got um, a sick kid, like it's all, it's, it's, it's pretty much the worst. Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, Happy right. New Year to all of you. Yes. Um, but I mean, here I am. I'm excited. It's 2018. I like that we, so we've been doing this podcast for three years. <laughs> you know, that's it's true. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I like about, uh, about New Year's is thinking about, we've, I think we've talked about this, maybe even on this pod, I've, I've only got like a couple plays that so I just keep running them. Um. <laughs> When is the latest in the year that you could wish someone happy? We were talked about
1: that a year ago. Yes, yeah. I think we were. Was it? Yeah. 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 So let's
2: do it again. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> when is it? Is it's today? I think. Well, also because of the way the year fell, right? So yeah. like when New Year's is on a Monday. Yes. Which it was this year. It was yesterday. Like that makes Tuesday the day. Uh, the those of us who have heroic worth work ethics. Yes. Make it into work. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> today. Yeah. And then. If we hadn't... Whoever you were with, you were with around either the New Year's Eve or New Year's. To wish them a happy... Or you, you didn't. Yeah. And if you needed to send a text message or hit people on Facebook, if yep. you felt the need, you had all day yesterday, you really had all weekend mm. to plan who you were going to be like, hey, just thinking of you. Yeah. Have a great year. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there was yesterday. And now today is all your work. Happy New Year's. Sure. But by tomorrow...
0: I guess if you hadn't Ooh. seen anybody, you know, if you hadn't seen somebody in a while, here's my here's my question on that topic, which I don't know that we hit last year. What about seeing like purchasing something? You're in a store. You're mm-hmm. you're you're buying a newspaper, oh, or you picked one. up a case. like if you're uh, at a restaurant, you're a waiter. Like what what Brandon? What do you think then? Like how how do you what timestamp do you put on that? I think to it's use the, the first aspect? time you see anyone in the new year. So if yeah. you're a
2: waiter and someone comes in on December. 30th? Yeah. We're going to hold you to this. If they come in December 31st, then when you say Happy New Year, they think it applies to this to tonight, Happy New Year's Eve. Right. But if you come in on like December 20th, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. To be clear, I'm still talking about 2017. Right. Like that, that's what I, I, would, I would, I think you have to, after maybe like um, October, when I would still fully endorse Happy New Year, Eric, yeah. you need to append this to the to your statement is to to refer to the year that you're, you know, wishing someone a happy new year when you're when you're in October or later. I
1: think. Yeah, maybe say like, I want you to have a wonderful 2018. <laughs> but I mean, like personalization. I, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but with I, and then call your year because I, I could agree. also yeah, say call like, your year, Brandon. I really want you to have a wonderful 2022.
2: Right. Yeah. Happy new year. <laughs> you know, like it's coming next one.
1: I have a good one, one eventually? Yeah. I'm forecasting.
2: Well, I know we're supposed to be talking about trends, but what, what the latest is, this, this is my own. This is my personal. People trend. are
1: saying happy new year a lot. It Check is this. trending.
2: Check this. Check yeah. this. Ready? Yeah. Deleted Facebook from my iPhone. Good call. Yeah. So I didn't, uh, I Inten- didn't
1: intentionally.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't delete my Facebook account cause I'm not a barbarian, but like, you know, sure. I, I, um, my goal for a goal for 2018 for me is less Facebook, mm-hmm. more faces, more books. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So, um, it's just, I realized that the, like the calculus for me and like nothing
1: against you, Zuck, uh,
2: you're welcome to co- to come sit here with, uh,
1: you're referring to Mark Zuckerberg, the, yeah. the CEO of yes. Facebook, yes correct. yeah, we casually refer to him as a Zuck
2: yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, the, the the calculus was not good for me per, personally because its it felt like a lot of empty calories like i was I was investing a good amount of my time just sort of idly um, and not uh, getting a tremendous uh, return from it so yeah.
1: also i mean as uh, as trendsters. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what we're, I don't know if we I, I yeah trendsters as trendsters yeah uh, rise trendsters yeah 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 exactly yeah. but as trendsters like Twitter is more where you got to be because like if you actually want to see what's new and emerging, it's more designed uh, with that intent as yeah. opposed to Facebook, you get a sense of your own circle and like if stuff is showing up there, you understand at a sort of microclimate level. Okay, there are some trends within my my little yeah. world. But if you're in a platform, if you're spending your uh, your Facebook time on Twitter, which I don't think you're even saying you would do that, you're, you're talking about reading a book.
2: Yeah, I wow. so I was I was reading books. Um, so I was, I was sitting with my daughter because I realized like a lot of times when I'm there with my daughter that, you know, I, I like I'm not super interested in in the friggin octonauts or like whatever it is that we have to be watching for whatever time.
1: So like I end up looking at
2: my phone and I, I think that's, I,
1: I would, I'm sorry, Brandon, the uh, Octonauts, that's mixed martial arts. It you is. Read, yeah. You read <laughs> yeah. books about mixed martial arts. Yeah, with your, I'm, an, I'm, I'm in high ed. a high trend. Maybe you'll talk about it later.
2: I'm in high ed.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> wow. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, I, like I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to reading, I'm just going to read a book, like yeah. just a physical book with physical pages, read a book. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe, all I do.
1: Maybe we could talk more about what we're reading. Because uh, I actually started reading a book uh, last night on the plane. And I was, it was actually because the book I brought with me on vacation was a book I'd read before called The Shallows, okay. and how the internet is, uh, is basically rotting our brains. Yeah. Uh, which is sort of where you landed. Yeah, I'm uh, out, In terms baby. of getting out of those... I'm, I'm those... getting into the deep waters. Yeah, but, uh, but so, so uh, interestingly, I couldn't get through that one. I'd read it already. <laughs> but, uh, but then I started reading a book called uh, Originals, uh-huh. which is basically how nonconformists are really the, the change agents and the innovation cells of... Uh, of organizations yeah. generally, uh, by uh, by Adam Grant out of Wharton, so okay. he's like an organizational uh, psycho- psychology guy. Um, but uh, it's great good, were read. All
2: of his ideas derivatives?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that's interesting calculus. Yeah, uh, but um, but yeah, no, he was. Uh, it's it's a really good read. I'm in, I'm in the middle of it. I, I definitely uh, you know it's it's the type of thing. I do tend to try to read stuff that I think might relate to uh, stuff here, like uh, Rohit Bargava, uh, guest of the show, baby. friend of the show. Uh, he does his non non-obvious trend report. His 2018 trends also was a great read, uh, which uh, I think we're going to be talking to talking to Rohit talking yeah, about because we were saying like you know January is uh, trend month. It's trend month, but when you're traveling, uh, you know, frequently that's the that's just about the only time I browse and buy a book to read sure. is when I'm at an airport. And uh and the originals just kinda jumped off the shelf. But like I thought I mean not literally, I grabbed it. It grabbed my attention and then I <laughs> That'd took,
0: be some selling right there.
1: Right. Well like now with three D printing, four D printing. Yeah. Right. Act, I mean, like it's twenty eighteen.
0: There
2: should be an extra D. Boy,
1: more jump, more, jump.
2: more D. 5
1: D printing. Five D. Oh, it's like it's like razor blades. I think so. it uh, is like razor. Blades. I like where you're going with that. Yeah. But uh, but maybe uh, if we're both trying to read more, and uh, Dan maybe uh, <laughs> <laughs> read more too.
0: Dan doesn't read. We're gonna make the assumption for him. Uh, I'm in. I'll read. I like books yeah, when I get. To I mean, talk.
1: we read we read articles, but maybe we could talk about books a little more this year. I read that, read that be, one
0: textbook
2: uh, when you sent me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, was, that was me. Um, I do think it's interesting, Brendan, you're making the, the point about Facebook. A couple of different articles out today as well about uh, comparing Facebook as a social platform to the op- opioid crisis and, and other harsh narcotics. Um, basically, uh, scanning the dopamine of children while on Facebook and while on social media. Um, something that I, we've talked about here before. Like, what, what's the sort of level to which you can be addicted to something like, and how does it affect your learning? And how does it affect uh, what you do on a daily basis? I still have it on my phone. I don't log into it much. And it's probably worth now just from a a user standpoint to remove it because it bogs down my phone memory wise. Uh, So it might be uh, something I do here in 2018 as well. But uh, interesting to see that it came out uh, today, a couple of articles that I saw across uh, different platforms about the uh, correlation or or the comparison, not correlation comparison
1: yeah, I, I mean I think that 's a trend too like the attention economy like that concept of the attention economy is was was a trend I noticed uh, maybe about six months ago I started to see it like a couple of uh ex google ex facebook guys, one of them I think was the lead like ethicist at 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 google or at the, google or facebook they they all kind of cross pollinate over there but um But he became an advocate for changing your behaviors, which is something that people typically do around New Year's. Uh, And ever since then, I turned off notifica—I have no notifications on my phone anymore, which is similar to uh, not. I still have Facebook, obviously. I need need, that. It's like a nice, comfortable pillow (laughs) for me when I want to do low-value things. But um, but I did turn off all my notifications, and that did trigger some ties a little bit to the shallow, the shallows concept as well. How like these media formats actually impact our neurochemistry, but like if you're constantly checking your phone for notifications, did I get more likes? Did I get a text message? Did I get something new as an input? Uh, It's harder to get into deeper thought patterns because you're constantly uh, interrupted. And then similarly, if you're not interrupted, but you're like, Hmm, I haven't checked Facebook in the last 25 minutes. Let me check Facebook. You know, it's the same thing. Like you start to lose those um, those moments of reflection, those moments of boredom is another thing that I've heard people talk about more uh, recently is that boredom actually does trigger creativity and it does we talked about yeah. uh, the posterior cingulate cortex yeah. uh in the brain but like, I, I always feel so creative around you mike that's <laughs> a, that's <laughs> <a> the <thing. laughs> oh,
0: yeah. i finally yeah. know why yeah yeah. Dang, yeah starting off 2018
1: but the attention economy is an interesting idea and then also how uh like notifications and social media tie to our brain chemistry like absolutely it's always the that's the neurochemical of uh of choice uh yeah Trending. These are trends,
0: and I know we, trends, uh,
1: we we have some trends to talk about. Dan, you were saying a thing.
0: Say a thing. I, I was I just Rohit last year talked about the the un, you know get unplugging a bit from. Uh, The digital natives and and getting outside and and, uh, doing a bit more uh, face-to-face as Brandon said. So interesting to tie it all together. Uh, I think we see things uh, very similarly as we move forward here in 2018. There are uh, a couple articles out that we're going to talk about on today's episode uh, about 2018 education trends specifically. Uh, We will keep our eyes out as well for EdTech and and, uh, other peripheral Uh, genres and uh, media modes that uh, may influence what we do here on the podcast. But today, specific to education, actually, uh, going back to someone we talked about last year, uh, NPR has out their uh, predictions for 2018, more specific, Claudio Sanchez, uh, and we did discuss his predictions uh, for 2017. Now we will do the same here in 2018. Uh, Claudio, if you're listening, feel free to reach out. Love to have you on. Uh, But four predictions from uh, Claudio this year, uh, and they do seem to be Fairly politically uh, emboldened uh, in that uh, I will read off the four and then we can dive into whichever you uh, feel are are the best. Uh, DACA will end, so the deferred action for children arrivals uh, will end in uh, 2018. U.S. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos will step down in 2018. Higher education will dominate the headlines, which we'll have to dive into a little bit more to describe. And then the final one is after years of modest progress, closing the achievement gap between rich and poor, black and white, will hit a wall uh so brandon i don't know if there's one you want to start off with most of all one that resonates the most uh but where where do you see these four predictions heading into 2018
2: i mean i'm I'm gonna i'll be i feel like i ragged on claudio last year i I didn't intend to and and so i I feel like i'm gonna do it again i'm just, just keeping up this trend it's a hot take i i like claudio i like uh mr sanchez um if you're nasty yeah i'm not though um I feel like these are all nice, thank you, yeah, but number three the high the you know you are predictions about um what's gonna happen, and your prediction is there'll be something in the headlines. I feel like that to me is uh i get yeah, i'm i'm being too I'm being too unkind the higher education will dominate headlines in there, as you said, Dan, there's like um you know whether that's uh safety um on campus. You know, Greek life, uh, sexual harassment. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's been, um, uh, you know, things that have been in the news over the last couple of years, uh, certainly, and and uh, in, in in greater numbers, I think probably will. Um, you know, some probably some Me Too stuff with uh, faculty uh, as well. So I, I think that I think that's probably likely. It feels as written to be a little broad. Like, what of this? I, doubt, I guess maybe, maybe the, the, operative word here is dominate the headlines mm-hmm. of words mm-hmm. um but that that feels like it's it's not a not a super specific prediction it,
0: it does feel as though it's the like the layup the one that can be broad enough to be at the end of the year a checkoff box where the others are a little hotter you know a little uh firmer takes whereas this one feels as though let's get to a 250 batting average one out of four and then move from there
1: i don't know if i agree with that though because I, I would say um with the current political landscape, with uh, with our president uh, in office, like nothing else will dominate the the headlines. Like the, like education making it into the attention economy we were just talking about. Maybe it, maybe higher education will dominate the ed tech headlines, but like, how does education make mainstream media news? It's basically he had another prediction about. Uh, U.S. Education Secretary Betsy DeVos will step down. That's probably the only way it dominates more broad news cycles. So is like you need Betsy DeVos to be doing something outrageous, sensational. If, yeah,
2: the other way is um, like uh, free speech stuff on campuses, like where there are... Sure. Um, you know, uh, whether it's alt-right groups makes and sense. their their rights to, to have free speech. I mean, think that, that's, that's another place.
1: It could be like a flashpoint, but, it, it, yeah. but it's more like flashpoint, like as opposed to like educational policy and like the, tax impl- the implications of the tax plan on higher ed funding, that's going to make education news, but it's not going to dominate the more broad news cycle unless something fundamental changes. With the 2018 elections coming, how much education is even part of that conversation yeah, is another interesting uh, topic where I didn't really see uh, Claudio uh, get into that. That might be something again to pick up on Dan's tease. That might be something that, that we're tracking that we might talk a little bit more about, you know, just the impact of an election year uh, in the current political landscape. What, what's that going to mean to trans in education and what's from a, from a policy or a, uh, campaigning perspective, like who's going to champion education. Um, mayor de Blasio, you know, just was, uh, inaugurated in New York yesterday and he's been very, uh, you know, passionate about, about education. But, um, but I just think it's more the news cycle is just so crazy right now. And there's like impending like international crises and, uh, you know, it's just tough to get education onto the onto the national yeah. Uh, agenda. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: I can appreciate that. And, and good point about more of the, the full national uh, headlines, not just education headlines. And there is another article which we may get a chance to talk about uh, after we focus here on Claudio from uh, Inside Higher Ed, which hits on uh, Brandon's point about activism, free speech, safety and climate on campus, uh, which could be a key talking point too, uh, as we head uh, further on. But Mike, from your, from your perspective of these four, is there one outside of the third one that you think um, is interesting. You disagree with one that uh, you'd like to uh, hammer uh, down on a little bit here from uh, Claudio Stakes.
1: Um, I mean, I I did think uh, the DACA is probably as it relates to education. Um, maybe that's part of the story, but but I do think like how uh, how we can kind of humanize the dreamers and understand their. Uh, their story and how their story sort of ties to uh, the, the ethos of America, you know, like how, you know, immigrants and people who came here, not, you know, they had no influence over their own presence here in this country. And then if you understand the stories of, uh, of the dreamers and, you know, we had uh Nancy Sanchez from the Kaplan foundation on the show last year talking about how to help uh, traditionally underserved students like they're, they're, their stories are very inspirational, and I think you know if we are going to try to affect any kind of change against this attention economy and the most outrageous stories win. It does feel like maybe something around DACA and something around uh, sort of the the education narrative and the, the sort of growth uh, into the American dream that the 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 DACA is kind of DACA students represent. Um, that one did kind of jump out to me, like saying that, uh, DACA will end, um, is, uh, is a pretty powerful concept. Uh, cause I do think that narrative is already out there about the dreamers. And, yeah. and if DACA does in fact end, how does it end? And how does that narrative potentially, uh, bubble up to something more national, um, maybe that's a place where education can kind of uh, emerge, but I don't know how much education is central to the DACA story, at least as far as I understand it. So I thought the fact that Claudio edited as his first thing that he's tracking and then made the prediction that DACA will end uh, as an education reporter. I thought that was a a pretty interesting choice. Yeah.
2: I, I I think this isn't, I I think this isn't going to happen. That that's my, my read on this or, at least there would be a bridge from DACA to something else, right? Um, and whether that's legislated or that's uh, an executive order, uh, I think, you know, I, I, I don't have foresight, insight into that, but you're, th- there's this, this population, like the stories are compelling enough um, that like basically every one of them is like is a compelling story. It's incredible that and you got 250,000 or however many there of them there are um, you're you're not gonna just in a year before uh, I guess in a in a, in a uh, midterm election year, you're not gonna have two hundred fifty thousand these people just burying the GOP. Uh, yep. I think so. My guess is that something happens for dreamers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's uh maybe it's less uh you know it's less support and um. But uh, it, I also I think that you can you could be tough on immigration, which obviously this administration wants to be through the travel ban, et cetera, Mm -hmm. whatever it's travel ban 3.0 these days. You don't, you don't have to like, this can, this can actually be a, a good, um, uh, I sort of diversionary distraction tactic probably sounds like I'm making too much of a value judgment, but you, you may be able to include support for DACA in a, um, sort of a network of immigration related policy. Yeah. Uh so my, my guess, my, my guess, my hope, maybe this is just my own personal preferences coming out here a little bit, but my hope is that this and my expectation is that something is gonna happen for yeah. uh, for DACA.
1: It is interesting to think about it as like, you know, grand compromise fodder because like it's out there, the clock is ticking. Yeah. It's a it's a bargaining chip in negotiations about infrastructure, maybe you bundle DACA in with infrastructure. I've heard infrastructure being tied to the wall. The wall. Yep. And uh, you know, if, for example, a big infrastructure bill is tied to the wall, like I don't see uh not like literally tied to the wall, but uh <laughs> like but literally it, that book jumped out, <laughs> out of you. But uh but if uh, DACA were somehow mixed into those bundles, uh, or that's that kind of negotiation, I just don't know, you know, with the climate such that it is like. How will those grand bargains be struck? Like yeah. I I I definitely I'd love to see I, I think I would probably lean in the direction that you're going. So like like trending in education is uh is actually thinking DACA or just some way to represent uh the roughly eight hundred thousand undocumented immigrants, uh undocumented immigrants, uh to allow them to still have a path to citizenship and an ability to stay in the US. I would agree that that's going to happen. I can't see uh, like mass deportation of. Uh, it's just docu- a bad look. I mean, yeah. it's a
2: bad look. Like all of these students are so, so inspirational. You know, it's well, I don't know when it ends sometime this um, like coverage would end sometime early this year. Yep. Um, you're going to have like people rounded up on campus. Like it's just going to be, it's a, that's a, that's a debacle. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine. It's like the government shutdown, right? So right. like there's, I feel like we keep kicking that can, like, we, have, we, our legs aren't as strong as they used to be. Like, we're kicking that can less far down the road, yeah. you know, it's like, and the next the next deadline for the government shutdown is later this week, right? Like, right, right. But it, we, we keep finding a way to make that not uh, not happen, because yeah. nobody really wants that. I don't think that anybody, sure, there are some people, but I, I, there are not a lot of people who are saying, you know, these... 250,000 students who are in college who've persevered against the odds against them should be deported. Uh, that's not a super popular position probably. Yeah.
1: Maybe. What do you guys so, think about the the hot take on uh, Betsy DeVos? Do you think uh, she, will, she will step down? I thought that was uh, – I got to say, like, to Claudio's uh, credit, you know, we do – and we got to come up with a word for this, but uh, – but there's some people who come up with, uh, with weaker trends that aren't yeah. really testable, Tepp- yeah. you know, uh, like the weak T. Tepid, tepid. Tepid
0: takes, I was going, yeah, tepid right? takes. Tepid yeah.
1: takes, yeah, yeah, lukewarm. Uh, aside from uh, uh, higher education will dominate the headlines, which we talked a little bit about, that's, that's kind of vague, uh, and its vagueness maybe makes it a little uh, less hot. Uh, DACA will end... U.S. uh, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos stepping down. uh, And even the fourth one is kind of a hot take, but it's also vague, like saying that uh, we've been making progress against the achievement uh, gap between rich and poor, black and white, and then that's going to hit a wall. Like, have we really been making tremendous progress? And how do we know what hitting a wall is like? So like, I don't know about his third and fourth topics, but I think he's making very Sort of concrete predictions about DACA DACA ending and Betsy DeVos stepping down, we'll be able to measure whether those predictions uh, come true or not. Um, and I thought the Betsy DeVos stepping down is is interesting because uh, I don't, I'm not necessarily clear as to why she would do that because uh, I don't really again because I don't think education is really hitting the national consciousness in a meaningful way. So unless it made sense for her personally, I I don't really necessarily understand why she would step down. I know she hasn't, you know, her favorability probably isn't particularly high.
2: Yeah. I think that that would be, and I think that Claudia mentions this, that, um, you know, she, she, who was, uh, you know, had obviously her own own, uh, civilian life as a, as a private citizen and as a business person that she would, um, you know, sort of go back to, to doing that because this gig is not so, is not so sweet. Um, I can see that. I feel like if I were betting, I would probably, I would, I would bet the yes on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I not I'm not, you know, but I don't have insight here either that, uh, that folks listening don't. Um, but, uh, the the trend seems to have been for people in the current administration to have less than a four-year gig like you know it's like uh you stick around for a few months and then you get replaced Mm -hmm. um i don't think this is particularly high on this administration's agenda but you know I, i i wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a place where she was getting a lot of support and felt like she could be doing something better or different with her time.
1: I guess that's true. And also for a candidate who's trying to make their mark around education in the midterm, she's an easy target. So I could see her getting tired of the, the stress that she's under where like right. you do see like her regularly confronted when she's trying to, you know, visit a school, like suddenly there's a protester, you know, um, you know, hounding her. Yeah. Um, uh, she may just want to get like, back. Have
2: protesters on my way to work every day <laughs> being like, "Yeah. Brandon Jones, you stink." Yeah. Uh yeah. That would be a, such a bummer. Yeah, would. It, be, it would that would empty my bucket. Yeah. I like I I would want to do something different with my time <laughs> yeah. probably. And yeah. you know, I I I get that she I'm I'm oversimplifying here, but that does that probably does. I mean, that that's got to be Yeah. not awesome.
1: Right. And I guess there's uh two reactions to that. One is you kind of like dig in your heels and you're like, oh, I'm going to show them. Uh, and the other is like, uh, peace. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, out. My, my, yeah, yeah. And she may be more, again, this is just our, our sort of hot take department, but, uh, she may not really want to withstand this for a long period of time. She'll probably want to figure out the graceful yeah. out. So, uh, so yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was an interesting one, uh, to, to raise. And, and I think Dan, you were mentioning the these are more political perhaps than, uh, than we typically have been on the show. Uh, and, uh, I just think it's really hard not to be influenced by the, the, the political dynamics that are out there. And particularly if you have a show that's talking about education. So, yeah. And I think,
2: you know, look, we, we, obviously we work for a publicly traded company and so we're not trying to represent, um, you know, maybe even our own personal views, but certainly not speaking on behalf of, of our organization. I, but I think that as people who are talking about trends, you're able to talk about whether you're not think things, you think things are likely to happen mm-hmm. um, without sort of uh, endorsing or otherwise based on your own political views. Um, so, you know, I think that that's where we tr- typically that's a lane we try to stay in. I think appropriately so. Sure. Um, but I, I think that that shouldn't mean that there's a prohibition. I'm agreeing with you. I think yeah. uh, that there shouldn't be a prohibition on talking about things that you know are red or blue just because um, you know we're we're on this show. Mm-hmm. So um, so we'll see. Yep.
0: I, I think to both your point. I think, uh, Brandon, you also sort of laid out the betting odds of it seem to trend anecdotally towards it being you know sixty forty her leaving simply by what we've seen from what she deals with every day, Mike, as you pointed out, and even further what we've seen uh, from members of the, the cabinet and this administration, the, the churn seems to be pretty high thus far. So it does seem like a, a pretty even if not, you know, somewhat leaning towards yes bet on her, her moving on. But I do think Mike, to your point to reiterate it, uh, you know, Trends are trends and something that's trending very much right now is discussion around uh, the the political climate and how that's influencing all sectors, uh, business and, and taxation and uh, education is a large part of that. We're going to see uh, education policy probably come into focus uh, here in 2018. It would seem that would be uh, a talking point uh, heading into the election uh, that uh, is the midterms this year. Uh, so we will be something I'm sure we visit uh, and visit off of articles and bring in some experts uh, to talk about it as we move forward. Um, overall, um, Claudio's takes uh, only four of them, so not a, a ton to dive into, but uh, strong to your point, Mike, Two that we can sort of grade him on, too, that may be a little bit more nebulous in whether or not they come true, S is something we have talked about here on the podcast previously, uh, the Every Student Succeeds Act, uh, that is up for debate again and, and whether or not it will move forward and be something that is uh, reinstituted or re, you know, continued uh, something from President Obama. And, uh, we'll see if uh, this administration continues it. Uh, but how how do you say the measurement happens for something like this gap between black and white, rich and poor? Uh, do we have those stats that we can can run with? Or or do you think this is more uh, something that is continually happening and, and a statistic that needs to be developed over many, many years to see what that gap, in fact, is?
1: Yeah, to me, the... Achievement gap is real, and there's a bunch of different ways in which it can be measured. Um, I think part of the complexity is that it can be measured in a lot of different ways so that understanding which metrics we track to see whether it's trending in the right direction, whether it's hitting a wall, uh, whether new gaps are being exposed that maybe we hadn't thought about before. Um, I think it's difficult at this point in time to make meaningful predictions about the trend line around the achievement gap. I know um, one of the things that I think we're, uh, we're coming around to too, is understanding our place in the conversation. And I do think trying to help address the achievement gap um, is more the the position that I would take. So like, to me, why I get frustrated by it is like, it's a vague, it's a vague prediction. And then it's also acting as though, um, you know, uh, inside higher ed and Kaplan test prep and NPR, um, as though we we don't have any impact on these these broader issues so like i actually would want us to advocate for more attention around the achievement gap and more exploration of potential avenues to sort of narrow it and to start to solve that problem um and uh, and that's really why i thought uh i thought it was a little bit of a tepid take to say it's gonna hit a wall um I think the the gaps are across many different um, ways of analyzing achievement, and uh, I don't think it will uniformly hit a wall. that just that feels uh, a bit narrow, and it probably is short-sighted in that some folks are really trying to solve this problem and try to move the needle in the right direction, and I think that's the side that we want to land on.
0: We are coming up to a time here on the podcast, uh, Brandon and Mike and our listeners. Uh, thanks so much for listening. But as we close out, we do have uh, Inside Higher Ed had their own predictions. We are too uh, working on our own. So this is not the last you'll hear about uh, what we look forward to in 2018. And of course, uh, we'll look forward to talking to Rohit and, and other trendsetters uh, here in January and into February as the year goes on uh, to talk about what they see coming in 2018. But Brandon, want wanted to give you a, a last word here. Any final thoughts on what Mike just said or anything else uh, from this list from Claudio or you know, broader scope, things you, you took from this and that you see heading into 2018?
2: Yeah, I think I'll, we'll save the things we see for heading into 2018. Teaser here for, for all of you uh for our future show. But um yeah, I one other thing from from that I've a trend that I've seen from Claudio is um fewer and fewer predictions each year. So in 2016, <laughs> he had six predictions for 2016. He had he had five predictions for 2017. And mm-hmm. he has four for 2018. Um at that rate, I don't know if this like, you know, Zeno and he's never gonna reach the never gonna reach the wall. That turtle will never reach the the wall. But uh that's not a good trend. Um, I, I I I joke like we, we we like he scored himself on his on the mm-hmm. performance. And some are harder to measure. You know whether what particular measure you're talking about. What does dominate the headlines mean? Or or on which measure is the achievement gap hitting a wall? What's the how do you quantify hitting a wall? But. Um, Look, I, I like, and this is part of the reason I like being part of the show, is I, I like thinking about where things are going and then thinking about how you can use your position to influence those trends if they're not in the direction that you want. So, um, uh, glad. Thanks, thanks Claudia. Thanks for for having uh, uh, us be able to, to have a conversation about uh, about what you think where we're going I know Dan, are you, are you gonna post the to the glossary? I can't the glossary, I'd love Twitter, it. Twitter. Are you gonna tw- are you gonna tweet the glossary uh, full of the Inside Higher Ed uh, uh, article as well? or Are we coming back to that at some later time? I,
0: I'll tweet it out so it's out with this uh, link as well. When, when we post this one with Claudio's, um, we'll we'll get them both out. Uh, the the glossary is is alive and well. It is uh, it's living the good life over there. Alive at TV and
1: well, ed. and God. January January's trend month. You know, so like it's time to look at trends for the year. So if our listeners have trends, if they have articles where they saw some hot takes, yeah. some tepid takes, yeah, uh, whatever they may be, cold treats, yeah, and then uh, and then like like we said, we'll uh, we're, we're sharpening our uh, our prediction uh, meters for the the upcoming year.
0: But uh, but yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be back with you soon as we talk more about trend month here in January. And of course, as we head into February, we'll talk about all the trends in ed tech and education and more, lots of conferences going on CES and and more already kicking off the year on uh, technology and education and, and so much to look at. So looking forward to a big year here in trending and education right here on our podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with you next week.